Listen to this. Roy Regals in the first half of a 1929 Rose Bowl game, University of California against Georgia Tech. Roy Regals was a lineman for the University of California. He picked up a football, he picked up a fumble, obviously a football, and started running towards the end zone of Georgia Tech. But for some reason, he reversed his field and started running towards his end zone. He crossed the goal line. And George, oops is right, and Georgia Tech had a two-point safety. Despite Regal's teammates' encouragement, don't worry about it, Roy, it's gonna be all right, we're gonna get him. Regals told the coach, Coach Price, I can't do this. I've ruined the University of California. I can't go back in there. See, it was the first half, you guys. Coach Price wasn't having it. He told Regals, get back out there. We have a whole second half of a game left. Regals went on and played very well. What about you? Are you going to let failures in life keep you from going forward? Failures is an opportunity to succeed. Amen? Amen. 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 Listen to what this person said. I've missed more than 9,000 shots in my career. I've lost almost 300 games. 26 times I've been trusted to take the game-winning shot and missed. I failed over and over and over again in my life. And that's why I succeeded. Look who said that. Someone said it. Me, you, right? <laughs> I hear you, brother. <laughs> I'm right with you, okay? All right? You got it. Michael Jordan. A lot of people say he was the greatest basketball player ever. <clears throat> Listen to what Jordan said. The Bulls went on and won, what, six NBA world titles? Countless MVPs? He now owns, what, the Charlotte Hornets? Now he's in the NASCAR? Knowing Michael, he'll hit, those cars are going to win. Failure. Let it motivate you to succeed. Amen. If you guys hear something you like, give me some amen, y'all. Because I'm, I'm telling you. Okay? Again, I'm excited to be with you, SBC. <clears throat> I truly am. The message this morning, the title, Don't Give Up. Amen. It's not over. Let's say it in unison. Don't give up. It's not over. I thank God for this church. Uh, the worship team had me going crazy up in here, okay? All right? So, uh, Sister Chrissy and Brother Peter, okay, y'all, well, I'll leave that there. 
God bless you both and the whole team, okay? Brother man talking about knocking on heaven's door tore me up with that as well, okay? Oh my goodness. I'm so happy. But let's look at this word. Second Chronicles. Second Chronicles chapter 15, verses 1 through 7. Prayer has been given for the word, and I thank God for that. Listen to what it says. The Spirit of God came upon Azariah, the son of Oded. And he went out to meet Asa and said to him, Hear me, Asa, and all Judah and Benjamin. The Lord is with you while you are with him. If you seek him, he will be found by you. But if you forsake him, he will forsake you. Third verse. For a long time, Israel was without the true God and without a teaching priest and without law. But when in their distress, they turned to the Lord, the God of Israel, and sought him, he was found by them. Verse 5. In those times, there was no peace to him who went out or to him who came in, for great disturbances afflicted all the inhabitants of the lands. Six, they were broken in pieces. Nations was crushed by nation and city by city, for God troubled them with every sort of distress. Here's the key verse, y'all. Again, this is Azariah, the prophet, talking to Asa. But you take courage. Do not let your hands be weak. In other words, don't give up, for your work shall be rewarded. Galatians 6, 9. Chapter 6, verse 9. And let us not grow weary... In other words, don't become discouraged of doing good. For in due season, we will reap if you don't give up. Amen, amen, amen. Oh, my God. I want to run around this church right now. My God. Oh, Brother Peter, help me, help me, sir. Help me, brother. And I thank God for him. I... Bless him on his elevation to uh, assistant pastor. Amen. Amen. God bless you, sir. God bless you. Amen. It's a good brother. I thank God for him. Just a little backdrop here. In chapter 14, King Asa prayed to God, and God blessed him with a big victory over a very large Ethiopian army. I'm going to pause right there. Here's the principle. When we fight our battles on our knees, we win every time. Amen. Oh, my God. Amen. Again, I got to get Peter again. I'm thinking about when he sung that song when I was here last time by Michael W. Smith. This is how we fight our battles. <laughs> okay, amen. We fight them on our knees. The enemy hates it when we pray. 
That's why I appreciate the prayers that were going on this morning. My God, he hates it. He goes crazy when we pray. Why? Because we're connecting to the Lord. Amen. 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 So now we come to chapter 15. King Asa was a descendant of David and the third king of the southern kingdom of Judah. He ruled for 41 years, and the Lord was pleased with him. King Asa faced challenges during his reign. He had to deal with idolatry. That was going on amongst the people. But he recognized the importance of seeking God. He was obedient unto him. He followed his commands. In this chapter, the first six verses, the prophet Isaiah reminds Asa the importance of seeking God. And he encouraged him to be strong. Pause right here. So here we go. He just had a big victory in chapter 14 over the Ethiopian army. Prophet Azariah comes to Asa. Hey, wait a minute. Don't get lax. Yeah, you had a great victory, but we got another one coming. What am I saying? If you have a big victory in your life, an accomplishment, feel good about it, enjoy it, but be mindful because that's when the enemy usually attacks. SBC, please hear that. He attacks. Why? Because we're all happy and all that, and you should be. But keep your guard up. That's what the prophet was doing with Asa. Be careful. Watch out. First principle I see here. When you're going through life's trials, have someone that will encourage you and hold you accountable. That's what the prophet was doing with Asa. Please remember that. Life is tough. There's so much stuff out here facing us Christians. You gotta have somebody to walk this thing through. Don't be a Lone Ranger Christian, amen? Amen. Uh Uh-uh, no. They weren't Christians, but Barney had Fred, right? Come on, y'all. Another Barney had Sheriff Andy, right? My wife's going to get me later on, okay? But remember that. Have somebody to walk through life with you. Don't do this thing by yourself. Why? Because you'll be open prey for the enemy. He loves it when you isolate. Let's not give them that. So that was the first principle. The prophet was speaking life into Asa. Speaking life, encouragement. That's what you want. Proverbs says, death and life is in the power of the tongue. You want someone that's going to speak life into you. Positivity, encouragement. You don't need anybody negative. 
you can't do this. Yeah, but. Don't them butt people get on your nerves? <laughs> Come on, y'all. I'm, I'm home, y'all, okay? I'm home, all right? I'm just being real. That's the only way I know how to be. Amen? Yeah, but. My goodness. So let's move on. The prophet Azariah reminded Aza of the days of old. Here's, this is the accountability going on. When there was no direction and guidance of the Lord because of disobedience, disturbances, there was no priest teaching the law. Azariah encouraged Aza, don't give up. Don't give up. Here's principle number two. This is what I get from this. Remember what he said? He told him about there was no direction going on. So everything was haywire. Principle number two. Remove any baggage that's holding you back. Amen? Amen? Amen. Oh, I didn't get a lot there. <laughs> baggage. Okay? I'm right with you. Okay? Remove the baggage. Let's break it down some more. I'm stepping on some toes here. People! If there are certain people in your life that aren't encouraging you as you're going forward in your life, when those tough times comes, they're not going to help you. The negativity is going to come at you. You don't need that. Baggage. Baggage can also come in the form of unbelief. Yep. Unbelief. Beloved, we serve a mighty God who can do anything. Amen. No matter what the obstacle is. Amen. He can do it. Don't limit God. My wife and I heard a message the other day. Don't limit a limitless God. Amen. Oh, my God. Oh, help me somebody. Don't limit a limitless God. How do we limit God with our unbelief? God, I don't know how you're going to do this. God, the odds are stacked against me. He can do anything. Does not matter what the situation is. Hallelujah. What's the other form of baggage? Something. Just things. Whatever those things are in your life. It comes in the form of baggage holding you back from going forward, wanting you to give up, wanting you to throw in the towel. Things, things. We just looked at God is an idol God, isn't he? Don't let those things become idols. Your car, my car, my job, your job. Things. Thank you, brother. Money. Yeah. 
when we start worshiping those things over God, we got an issue with him. He's a jealous God. He wants all the praise because guess what? He deserves it. Amen? Amen. So we got two principles. And if you look, if you read further in verse 8, King Asa got rid of all the idols and he repaired the altar. Third principle that I see here. Keep your focus on him. Keep your focus on him. Keep it on him. Look at him when life challenges you to the point where you want to give up. No, you keep your focus on him. Peter was walking on that water, wasn't he? What happened to the brother? Lost his focus. Keep your focus on him. On him. Don't give up. It's not over. So you got to understand something. When we're at that point of thinking about giving up, your faith is being tested. This is a faith thing, y'all. It's about faith. Yeah. Don't you realize God is still writing your story? It does not say the end. He's still writing your story. Don't give up. It's not over. Look what 1 Corinthians 15, 57 says. What does it say? Somebody read it for me. Look at that. You got the victory. Do you realize that? You got the victory. Victory was won on Calvary. Victory. We have the victory. We're fighting from a standpoint of victory. Victory is ours. Hallelujah. Something else to consider in terms of not giving up. Psalm 91, verse 1. The secret place. Stay in it. Stay in the secret place. Stay in the secret place. Mm, this one tears me up. The secret place. A lot of us leave the secret place. That intimacy with the Lord. He wants that. Problems happen when we leave the secret place. He's covering us with his shadow of the Almighty. The secret place. There's another place to stay in. Deuteronomy 33, 27, I believe it's on the screen. Look at that. He's your dwelling place. He's your dwelling place, a place for you to dwell, a place for you to reside. So you avoid all hurt, harm, and danger. What a loving father we have. Amen? Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You're getting these scriptures to help you when those times come where you're thinking about, oh, I can't do this. Look at these scriptures. Isaiah 54, verse 17. Look what he calls you. says to you, no weapon can harm you. No weapon the enemy tries to throw at you will prosper. Wow. 
the enemy's darts of doubt, discouragement, disbelief will come at us. But our Lord says no weapon can harm you. Romans 8.28, what does that say? We know what it is. Isn't God working it out? Mm-hmm. He sure is. He's working it out. The point I'm trying to get here with these scriptures, folks, that's your weapon is the word of God. That's your weapon. The enemy can't deal with the word. He just can't. Jesus whipped him with the word every time he tried to tempt him. He kept saying, it is written, it is written, it is written. It's the word. It's the word of God. Remember this. God is large and in charge. Amen. Amen. Oh, yes. He's large and in charge. Don't give up. When life throws you challenges, trials, keep your eyes focused on him, the author and the finisher of your faith. See, the chaos around you should never override the calm within you. Rest in Christ. Don't give up. It's not over. I'm reminded of a motion detector lighting system. Some of us have them. Save bills on our energy, right? I started thinking about that, and I'm like, you walk in the room, the light comes on. You walk out of the room, the light goes out. You walk in the room, it comes on. Walk out of the room, it goes out. See, there's power in the room, there's lighting in the room, but it won't manifest itself until you make a move. Amen. Folks, when it comes to our faith, oh my God, when it comes to our faith, make a move. Make a move that activates God, and he will do the supernatural. You got to activate it. You got to move. We talked earlier in our prayer about boldness. Move with boldness. Why? Because he will answer you. He knows what to do. You just got to move. Yeah. Amen. Hallelujah. Remember that motion uh, detector system. <laughs> we need to make a move of faith. Go to God in prayer. Read his word that will activate his power. He has the power we need. He keeps his promises in his word. Faith is acting like it is so, even when it's not so, in order that it might be so, because God said so. Amen. My God. I hope y'all get, get that. Oh, gosh. Hallelujah. The most common way people give up the power and believing they have no power, they don't believe. I don't have that power. Wait, wait a minute, wait a minute. You just talk to Jesus Christ? He comes on the inside of you. All of y'all are filled with power. You got the power inside you. You just got to activate it by moving. 
see some of us sit around, God do this, God do that. Well, sometimes he doesn't respond to us. Why? He wants us to move in faith. Yes. Lord is saying, I will do this. What are you going to do? Do you believe I can do this? Mm. Well, I hope this makes sense to you. Friday was a tough day. We call it Good Friday. The most important weekend in a Christian's life. Friday was a tough day for our Savior. We call it Good Friday. They whipped him. They beat him. They bruised him. They battered him. But his eyes were on God the Father. Amen. He made a faith decision in a horrific, frustrating situation. He struggled, bloodied, in pain. He suffered. But he kept his mind on Sunday morning. He didn't give up. He knew it was not over. See, please get this. He became the son of man so that we might become sons and daughters of God. He took our sins that we might take his innocence. He became guilty that we may become acquitted. He was filled with despair that we might be filled with joy. He gave us a blank check stamped paid in full Amen. because we had a sin debt that we couldn't pay. He took our shame that we might take his glory. Amen. He suffered the pains of hell that we might know the joys of heaven. See, he left royalty. He put on humanity to deal with man's depravity. He died with dignity. He rose from the grave with supremacy. And he's now seated on the right hand of the Father in all royalty. <laughs> SBC, don't give up. I know the struggle we're in today. But the struggle that we are in today is developing the strength we need for tomorrow. Your faith, my faith, is being tested. Have faith in God. What is faith? F, forsaken. A, all. I, I, trust him. You got it? Forsaken all, I trust him. Amen. That's faith. That's faith. Hallelujah. Think about it. Those tough times come. Don't give up. It's not over. It's not over. God is still writing your story. He's still writing your story. He just wants to know, are you going to trust me? Are you going to trust me? Are you going to have faith in me? Because, beloved, that's what all this is. This is a faith test. This is a faith test. God does not tempt us. The enemy does. 
God test us. Why? To strengthen our faith. Have faith in God. You will not be disappointed. One of my favorite preachers went home to glory recently, Dr. Charles Stanley. Dr. Stanley, this statement he made just still to this day tears me up. Obey God and leave all the consequences to him. Amen. What is he saying? We're to obey him and leave all your situations, your obstacles, leave it to him. Just obey him. Leave everything else to him. He didn't create us to carry all this weight that we're carrying. He wants our arms free to lift him up, to praise him. But we walk around with all this weight. Release it. Give it to him. He will work it out. I guarantee you that. He will work it out. Beloved, all we have to do is trust the Lord. See, man will stab you in the back, but God has your back. Amen? Amen? Yeah, God's got your back. He's got you. He loves you. He loves you so much. Have faith in God. Trust in his word. Stay in his word. You'll be strengthened by the power of God. SBC, I love you so much. God bless you. God bless you. Amen. Amen.